This is the My Take Radio Minority Film Report with Rich and Slick. The movie we watched this evening was the Tekken live-action motion picture. Before we even start discussing the movie, I will tell you that it completely fucking sucked. From start to finish, there was a huge amount of discrepancies in terms of characters, storyline... Start to finish, totally terrible. The lead character was Jin Kazama. He looked like a fucking twink. And overall, just the plot development was awful. But, before we get into it any further, I'll let Slick start us off. Slick, what'd you think? The movie was 87 minutes of just awful dialogue, terrible acting, decent fighting, and just comic gold because it was so bad. I think first off, and, I, and I'll touch on the plot first, usually the plot is that the Mishima Corporation sets up a tournament, a whole bunch of dudes and chicks get involved, they fight, their stories intertwine in some shape, way, or form, one of the lead characters usually fights the boss, in the Tekken movies, and well in the Tekken games it's usually Heihachi or Kazuya, in this particular instance it was... Kazuya being the quote-unquote final boss, and Brian Fury being the last, well, the last fighter at the end of the Tekken tournament, which was totally fucking random. Um, Heihachi's character, totally, totally wrong. He basically was heroic for some reason, which was unfortunate because his character seemed to be the one that had the most depth, unfortunately. They didn't do much with him, and they focused more so on Kazuya's character, who was, for some reason, a masochist, a sadist, and a rapist, on top of the fact that he had a thing for running around with axes, which you'll probably see when you watch the movie towards the end. And let's not forget that Hihachi looked like a mix of freaking Bob Barker and Shang Tsung. In addition to that, the casting for most of the characters, there was no Paul Phoenix, who's a pivotal character, um, Lee Chaolan is listed in the credits as being in the movie. Didn't see him. No Lei Wu Long wasn't involved in it either. These are all pivotal characters. No Wang Jin Rei, no Kuma, no fucking Roger and Alex if you wanted to go real obscure. Um, the majority of the characters that were involved were mostly secondary, but they were spotlighted more so. Um, Raven in particular, being one of the characters included, you didn't see Raven in the Tekken universe till at least Tekken 4 or possibly Tekken 5 for some reason he was one of the characters spotlighted as was Brian Fury in addition to that Eddie Gordo was spotlighted as well as was Christy Montero who shares a video game storyline with Eddie Gordo's character and that wasn't even touched on not to mention the fact that uh, June Kazama had all of 15 minutes of screen time and dialogue most of which were flashbacks to inspire Jin when he was getting his ass whooped. Yeah, basically, he couldn't win a fight until he remembered his mommy's teachings. That was like the, the, the signature for the finishing move to come out. The worst part of it all was that the plot centered not so much on the tournament itself, but the fact that it was post-apocalyptic, and you guys know that whenever movies take place in a post-apocalyptic time, that they're usually 90% shit. In this particular instance, the Tekken Corporation was what was in existence. It was not the Mishima Zaibatsu. In addition to that, each character in the tournament represented another corporation that 
owned or controlled a certain part of the United States. The worst part about that is that they didn't give any backstory as to how it came to be that way, what allowed these companies to assume control, and what was the criteria to let the Warriors represent these companies. I think out of all of them, the most accurate one to the game was Yoshimitsu. Uh, the Jacks made an appearance in the game. They looked like kabuki fighters with really bad Aikido masks. They weren't big. They weren't intimidating at all. They were basically foot soldiers. Uh, they were the equivalent of the Foot Clan to Shredder in the Ninja Turtles movies. Definitely not impressed in regards to that. Steve Fox was also included as a secondary character. He was Jin Kazama's sponsor slash coach slash motivational speaker character that, you know, usually goes alongside whatever guy is in a fighting tournament. Slash bullet shield. Oh yeah, he definitely got his ass shot up. I mean, that's a spoiler who gives a shit because the movie, the movie from start to finish was one giant spoiler just on the fact that there was nothing remotely allowing it to be tied to the game whatsoever. So anything that we do spoil, nobody's going to give a fuck about. Overall, the presentation was piss poor. The fact that Jin looked like a twink at the start of the movie with his little Bieber haircut and then towards the end of the movie looked like he'd aged at least a year or two and was significantly bigger shows the really poor production value that probably involved the film being shot in two separate parts probably at minimum a year apart because they realized that the lead character had the body of a 14 year old girl it's like the movie had a 35 million dollar budget and starts with a narrator that can barely speak English talking about how after the terror wars the Tekken Corporation came to power and you know in the Anvil which is like the slum that Jin lived in you know, you give your mom coffee as a Mother's Day present, and chocolate gets you some booty. Not to mention, of course, that he went through a huge amount of trouble to steal a, a ball that pretty much looked like a Christmas ornament. That was the basis for his mom getting killed, which, you know, Jun Kazama dies. Even if you've played the games, you know she dies. It's not a big fucking spoiler. So anybody who thinks that um, is a fucking fool. The fact was that the motivation behind it was his mom getting killed, at which point he signed up for the tournament to kill Heihachi Mishima, and of course, hilarity ensued. Yeah, you know, the ball was basically... You remember that, that training dummy that Luke Skywalker had in A New Hope? Yeah, I <laughs> do remember that. That's exactly what it did resemble. It's one of the, the... Not to mention the fact that they added at different points of the tournament uh, that the fighters were allowed to use weapons. Um, of course, this was, I guess, to keep things equal when fighting characters like Yoshimitsu, but for those of us that have played the Tekken games, you know that Yoshimitsu doesn't really use his sword predominantly when he fights. He uses it maybe once or twice. There's only one or two dedicated attacks. I mean, other than the sword helicopter and maybe one or two sword strikes, um, the majority of the fights are all hand-to-hand. -hand. I think Yoshimitsu was really one of the most accurately depicted characters in the movie, Brian Fury, definitely a close second. Uh, Raven also. Eddie Gordo, you know, he's a capoeira fighter. Uh, Latif Chowder, who was in the uh, Tony Jaa film, I believe it was The Protector, played the part of Eddie Gordo. He did a really good job. His screen time was limited, but he was actually one of the brighter points of the film. He's probably best fighter in the film next to, like, Roger Huerta, who had, like, five minutes of in the whole story 
Not to mention that he's sitting there screaming, This is Iron Fist! for like fucking three minutes leading into the fight when he fought Jin in the, at the start of the film. And Kung Lee did more spitting than he did fighting. His, his portrayal of martial law was really a, a huge injustice to the character given the fact that martial law is, bra- is based on Bruce Lee and uses the Jeet Kune Do fighting style. There was none of that. On the contrary, the fight really resembled a typical MMA match. Uh, if you want to get really, really deep into it, you can even say that it looked like a fight you'd see on a Strike Force card. And the best thing was Jin was was never referred in the fighting sense as Jin Kazuma. He was Jin, the people's choice, who at the end became Jin, the people's champion. So basically, he evolved into The Rock. The, the, the worst part was the ending and you expected this huge brawl between him and Kazuya and it was just so underwhelming and so fucking stupid um there was no emphasis on on you know the father-son dynamic and the fact that you know the father wanted to kill the son because because the son wanted to take his place it was just poorly done um, $35 million budget should have added a little bit more fight choreography and at least some better writing for some of the dialogue. Kazuya was close in actions to his video game counterpart, but in terms of fighting and and just accuracy overall, definitely not 100%. I mean, they got the look right, but that's really about it. And they got the, the rivalry with Heihachi right and trying to kill him and everything. Oh, and they got the little extra scene at the end of the movie, which was just terrible. But, I don't know. It's just the whole Hihachi having a heart-to-heart with Jin, telling him how much he cared about his mother and all this shit. I was like, what the hell is this? That, my friend, is called fluff. Not to mention the fact that the love interests that were thrown in at the start of the movie, he has one love interest who he conveniently beds with some chocolate. He actually got laid by offering the girl some chocolate, at which point the, uh, the activities were broken up by the jacks that were attacking where him and his mother were staying. At which point, of course, he ends up developing a relationship with Christy Montero, which, you know, helped move the story along, but... There was really no payoff other than her raising his hand and announcing him as the winner of the Tekken tournament. There was zero chemistry between them. It was just a whole bunch of awkward dialogue focusing on the fact that she was half naked and her clothes were glued on. And him was, and him basically playing a teen boy at the start of the movie, developing into an adult 90 minutes in, did not do any favors to the movie either. Yeah, she basically gave him a lot of blue balls and, you know... There was a lot of cock blocking and just senseless, you know, sexual scenes that went nowhere. They were just there for fan service. It's like her pants were painted on the whole time, and she actually tells him at one point, "Staring at my ass is gonna get your yours kicked," because all that's all she was there for to look at her ass. That that was definitely her inclusion in the story, not to mention that they wanted to add a little bit of that comedic effect with the interactions between them at the start of the movie. Overall, like I said, if you want to talk about really bad video game movies, right up there with Super Mario Brothers and Dead or Alive, I definitely think that Tekken has solidified itself as definitely being one of the third worst 
video game movies I've seen in a while. Um, which is unfortunate considering that, like I always say, the source material is self-explanatory and it writes itself. It's a simple tournament, uh, father-son dynamic, you want to base it around Jin Fine, but at least do, do the franchise some service and allow some better fights to be seen, especially those fights that center about around Kazuya and Heihachi as well as Jin and Kazuya, which none of that was done. So it was basically a $35 million coaster that if you actually go through the trouble of purchasing on DVD, should guarantee you an ass whooping from one of the My Take Radio staffers just on principle because the movie was total fucking horseshit from start to finish. Definitely a $35 million coaster and we recommend that if you do want to watch it, watch it for laughs, watch it just to see how utterly terrible it is, don't spend any money on it, and if you, if you can, watch it with a group because I think that's the only way that it can be enjoyable, especially if you're aware of how the Tekken franchises operate. Yeah, I sat there laughing through most of the movie, and I'm laughing even harder at the fact that they plan to release this movie in theaters in 2011 and then release it on DVD and Blu-ray. I guess hoping to make up some of this money somehow because this movie's going nowhere and they actually plan to make a sequel, it looks like. Well, the worst part is I think that this movie, and it's terrible to say, was probably better than the Chun than the Chun Li Street Fighter movie. But you know what? That's like comparing dog shit to human shit. So I really don't see how this can improve any other fighting game movies that are coming out. But you know what? Hollywood's gonna keep churning them out, trying to get that quick buck. Well, Kristen Kruick stands when standing is hard to do. So you know. Oh my god. <laughs> she is the most. She is the most non-Asian Chun-Li I've ever seen. But you know what? We can save that for another episode. With that said, we are going to wrap up the Minority Film Report. I'm Rich. This is Slick. And that's it. Catch you guys with the next episode probably next week. I should be watching a film with Ant. And Ant should also give his feedback on the next Minority Film Report. Thanks for listening. Peace.